is up, everybody, and welcome to Tellgate Talks, powered by the nation. You're listening to episode 155, our Texas Tech, Oklahoma State recap. We are dropping two episodes a week, not this time, as there's not a game this week, but typically we'll drop a recap episode and a preview episode. Uh, and in order to catch all of that, you got to make sure you are following us on Apple and on Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings, five stars for the tailgate, and if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with a review. Also, give our social media accounts a follow. Follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Also, hop over to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we're posting little clips from each week's show as well as our tailgate crashers recaps. Hoping to get our Texas tailgate crashers recap video up for you guys soon um we know that uh you know two three weeks later on doesn't have the same pop as it does but something we don't have any control over um but with the west virginia game coming up next at home we are looking for more tailgates to crash so if you want to get involved you can email us at tailgate talks pod at gmail.com you can also dm us on any of our social medias if you've seen those videos and liked what we've been doing and want to get involved email us once again tailgatetalkspot at gmail.com or dm us we are more than willing to come and crash your tailgate have a few beers uh, share some food ask you some questions and have a good time so with all of that said let's go ahead and get into our oklahoma state recap we're gonna start this thing off right well, Dustin, another week and another unfortunate recap that we have to do today as the Texas Tech Red Raiders fall to the number seventh ranked at the time, Oklahoma State Cowboys, 41 to 30 one in Stillwater. So Dustin, before we get into our game recap, what were your initial thoughts on the loss from Saturday? Initial thoughts. One, you finally came out in the first quarter and the first half. So that was great to see. So that's a really good plus. Again, defense had a lot of three and outs and then also a lot of big plays on the other side. So that's not really any different, but I think you can work with that as much my biggest thing I wrote down was you competed really good yeah. in this game. I thought um, you fought in this road on the – in this game on the road in a tough environment against a very experienced team and coach and put yourself in good positions for almost the whole game. You were down by two scores in a couple different times and came back, even took the lead first half. So, like, your competition was really good in this game versus a very good, experienced, highly ranked team uh, so I was very happy with that I was too that's what I talked about last week when we were yep. previewing this episode was that I wanted to see us go and compete that's what you talked about out, all year yeah that's all we yeah we just want to see us go compete we want to see the brand right hardest working yep. competitive team and and go and and prove that and you did now, do you want to win these games? Yeah, of course. But you wanted to have a shot to win it. And, you know, the defense gave your offense a chance. Your offense just fizzled out at the end and you were unable to get anything going. But, you know, you took this 
you took the number seven team to the wire, yeah. had you had your opportunities, and right before the game, you find out that Baron Morton's getting the start. Um, and so you're really not sure what yeah. to expect, but yeah, you, you went in, competed, you gave Oklahoma State fits all game, your defense gave you know played really hard, got lots of stops, your offense was uh, moving the ball in the first half, which you hadn't seen on the road. So, uh, all positive signs, hate to beat. Don't like to be the uh, moral victories or anything like that. Uh, you still want to win these games, but uh, positive signs in year one of Joey McGuire so far. I think so, too. So with all that, Dustin, go ahead and let's get into what happened in this game. So Dustin, take away the first half recap for us. Yeah, this is going to be my longest and best first half recap that I've had so far this season. So sit tight. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. So – the first quarter took forever. We had nine possessions in just the first quarter alone between these two teams. So <laughs> buckle up. First drive, you almost go, you get the ball first. You almost go three and out, which is not great. You have a fourth and one. And I don't know if you watch this. We throw a receiver screen for about yeah. struggling three yards there. Risky. I could just feel me and you just. Uh, it was like, thank God we got that. But fourth and one screen, we got it. So then we go and down 11 plays, Barron dicing up the defense. End up getting a touchdown pass, 20-yard seven from Barron to Bradley. So you're up seven to zero right out the gates. 11-yard drive, very nice. And then big ballsy kick coming out. You get an onside pooch kick. Pooch kick is the key word there that – the experience of Oklahoma State came through, and yeah. he was very – the up man was very smart and waved for a fair catch, so he has to have the opportunity to catch that. So that gives Oklahoma State the ball on a short field. Um, do you want to go in on that real quick before I go on? No, no? I, I mean, because I wasn't watching live, this was something yeah. I saw on the recap, but and I, I saw some Twitter breakdowns, just a heads-up play like by that guy. Yeah, people guy. are mad about it, but like, hey, that's the rule. If the ball's in the air and they call for a fair catch, you got to give them a chance. That's why has to, we would have had to kick it off the ground first, right? Right. That's why the 95 or more percent of onside kicks, they hit it into the ground first and pop yeah. it up. That way that negates that. We did not do that. So it was a good heads-up play by that Oklahoma State kid, waved, and then we didn't let him catch it. So yeah. their ball. Like, that's just a great heads-up play that, honestly, even like 90% of players wouldn't have done either. Right. Yeah. Like, so we were just hoping they wouldn't know to kind of figure it out. And they snuck that slim chance in there, and they got it on a short field. Took a chance. You know it can work, so whatever. Um, I like taking the chance. You got it, but didn't work out for you. Um, again, gave Oklahoma State a short field. They score pretty quick to tie it up 7-7. Seven to seven. Your second drive, you go on another 11-play drive. There's a few first downs, but then you miss your field goal. It was a 44-yard field goal, um, so not an easy chip shot. But then your defense helps you out. You get a three and out, and then, of course, you go three and out. I feel like yeah. I say that every week, <laughs> especially early on. Get a three and out, go three and out. Um and then you give up a touchdown pass to Sanders. You go up or go down 14 to 7. Then you go three and out again. That's when it kind of gets killer to go three and out back to back like that. Um, Oklahoma State gets the ball. You give up two big pass plays, but that's it. So you hold Oklahoma State to a field goal there. So you feel like that's a win after your three and out. But you're down 17 to 7. 
Um, we're still only like halfway through the first here. Um, next drive, we finally get the run game going. Sarajic starts you out with a 19-yard run. And then another fourth and three converted. And later on, Sarajic gets you another big 19-yard run to set up a Baron Morton RPO keeper. And I was screaming to Brian, I was like, that's why you run the ball. Yeah. So then these keepers work sometimes. It's open. Uh, nice 10-play drive. You're down 14-17. to 17. And that was just first quarter right there. <laughs> so you had five possessions. Um, had they a, have four. Scored two touchdowns. Had a chance for a field goal there. And so having 14 points, a chance for 17 when you were averaging like two and a half, you were yeah. greatly exceeding expectations. And this is what you were asking for before this game is a good first quarter here. Start the second quarter, you get a three and out. So got a chance to come back here. Defense playing out there. A big shot to big catch Trey Cleveland for 36 yards to set up another Baron Morton touchdown pass to Xavier White. little eight-play drive to put you up. Now 21 to 17 after being down by 10. And then Oklahoma State goes on a 16 play drive, but you held them to a field goal. So that's a win there. You're still up one. And then Tech is able to finish the half on a 18 play drive or a field goal to put you up 24 to 20. You were feeling really good after this. Couple halftime stats for you here. <laughs> this might seem like a full game stat line. It's only halftime. Baron 24 for 39 and a half for 220. Uh, 45 rushing yards and three combined touchdowns. That's just first half yeah. stats. So Roderick, 11 for 73 in the first half. Bradley, Trey Cleveland, and Xavier White all had five catches. And uh, the team had 20 first downs in just the first half. You were six for 13 on third and three for three on fourth. So you liked that a lot. Almost 350 total yards, um, 220 in the air and 127 on the ground. So you got a great yeah great first half only i think two or three green outs in there which is pretty good for what we had been doing um and your defense was showing up a lot for you too to keep you in it so it's you down 10 get you back up and you're up four at half it was probably one of the best first quarter we've had um even yes. though we were down a little bit Definitely. but uh i'd say that was our best overall first half combined like first and second quarter offense defense a little bit of special teams in there uh that we've had this season so far. Best first half overall right now. Yeah, completely flipped the script than what you had been doing offensively in the past few road games where you really couldn't get anything going at all. So that was nice right. to see. There was one other big play in that first half, Dustin, that uh, Barron gets a little dinged up on. Yeah, he was kind of rolling out and takes a shot to the leg. Looks like a helmet to the lower body. People thought it might be twisted ankle, twisted knee. I thought it was a helmet to the knee. Um, he comes out at halftime. After half, they rewrap his ankle. It's kind of like an ankle hit injury. We don't really know. Um, but in your second half preview here, and you, if you watch the game, you could kind of see he was limited mobility-wise, um, not just running the ball, but which he did a couple good times in that first half. Uh, but even like in the pocket, you saw a few times he couldn't step up as well. Um, I noticed it very, very obviously on a couple plays that like he couldn't step up big enough and fast enough anymore because he couldn't yeah. push off that foot and ankle. Um, and so that really hurts you on some critical plays when that half second matters a lot. And so that, that definitely hurt his second half and the team's second half. 
Yeah, so on to the second half recap here. Uh, you start off, you know, it's 24-20. Feeling good about yourself. Oklahoma State comes out. They drive down the field on the first drive, but your defense is able to hold them to a field goal. So you still have the lead at 24-23. And you follow that up with your best drive and your only really significant drive that does any damage uh, in the second half at all. Uh, you drive all the way down the field. Uh, and get a nice Sir Roderick Thompson touchdown to make it 31-23. Feeling really good about yourself at this point with that eight-point lead. And then your defense gets a stop, forces a punt. All right, can we get the ball here, go up by even more? Uh, You cannot. (laughs) Uh, You have a third and one, and you're unable to get that short yardage, something that consistently – uh, you have to deal with game in, game out is the inability to convert on short yarded situations. You can't get the third and one. You have to punt, which leads to a Spencer Sanders touchdown run, his second of the game. And then they convert on a nice little two point conversion play that ties it up 31 all at this point. And then you follow that up with, you know, Baron, who was pretty solid for you most of the game up in the very solid for you all game up until this point throws um, makes his one big mistake of the game. He throws a pick on third and long and the Oklahoma state linebacker ends up, you know, putting Oklahoma state right there in scoring position. Your defense has to hold and they're able to do so. Uh, Oklahoma state gets inside like the five yard line, but the defense comes up huge uh, holding Oklahoma state to a field goal continually giving you a chance it's only 34 31 as you head into the first uh in the fourth quarter Um, but once again the offense struggles three and out Uh, give the ball back to your defense see what they can do they force another punt give your offense another chance Uh, and on this drive it looks like you're about to go three and out but a targeting call uh oklahoma state running great call yeah Great call. He points his head right in, goes head yeah. to head on Barron as he's uh, tackling him as Barron, you know, was trying to get rid of the ball, uh, gets that targeting, keeps that drive alive. You're able to move it down the field a little bit from there. You have a second and four feeling good about yourself. And again, short yarded situations come back to haunt you as you're unable to capitalize on a second and four uh, ends up becoming a fourth and a long one that you uh, run the ball with Thompson and he gets stuffed. And so you turn the ball over and then the defense gets yet another stop. So still giving your offense a chance to come down and score. You have another fourth down opportunity uh, this time. I mean, it's a little bit longer fourth and seven. You're going to have to make a play. Your offensive line wasn't really doing much for you at this point. Baron just tries to kind of play hero ball on this throw and, and throws it into coverage. It gets uh, batted and incomplete. So, uh, ball goes back to Oklahoma State where they're able to go down, score again, kind of ice the game at 41-31. And from there, your offense just doesn't have enough time, doesn't have enough offensive line protection. And like we said, Barron was really struggling at this yep. point on his ankle, was barely even able to uh, move on some of these possessions. There was one where he had a lot of open space and a healthy Barron probably would have got several yards, but he was able to get nothing yep. off of it. So. Uh, Baron kind of limps off at the end of the game, and you take the 41-31 loss to Oklahoma State. Uh, final stats from the game, Baron Morton goes 39 of 62 for 379 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns with an interception, uh, also 46 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, Sir Roderick Thompson has 20 carries on the day, a significant increase from what you've seen, so that was good. Yes. Uh, 
87 yards and a touchdown. Those numbers significantly decreased after halftime where he had 73 already. So it wasn't. He got able banged to, up at some point too now yeah. that I think about it and had to go out for a minute. Uh, your receivers were pretty good for you today. Duran Bradley had eight catches for 119 yards and a touchdown. Trey Cleveland, another big game, nine catches for 100 yards. Um, seems like anytime you get the defense to jump off sides, just throw it up to Trey and he'll make catch a play. Cle- they catch Cleveland. Uh, Xavier White had a solid day for you, eight catches for 62 yards yeah. and a touchdown. Uh, final third down, so we were decent there at the end of the first half you end up being eight for 22 on third downs for good for 36 percent conversion rate that's right on our average (laughs) right on our average Uh, so not improving there unfortunately and fourth down uh, you went four for seven so you know kind of what you've you've been seeing from this team is just lots of fourth down so now that we've gotten through the full game uh (laughs) your thoughts now yeah i like the obviously baron's stats look good We'll talk deeper into him in a minute. I, I really liked what we did with Thompson. Um, 20 carries is nice. Obviously, his production fell off in the second half because um, he had 11 for 73 first half and then only, you know, 9 for 15 or whatever second half. So, big kind of drop-off in production there. And I think our timing kind of second half was weird on some or like when we would run the ball. Um, I know we were watching yeah. it and kind of frustrated of when we were running our wide receiver screen, still a little too much in my opinion. Uh, but our run game was more there and better. Uh, I think not having the designed quarterback runs from Donovan helped our entire offense, to be honest. Um, and I really liked our receivers. And I'm, I'm impressed with like Xavier White has been good the last couple games. Again, Miles Price was out this game. He'll be back by West Virginia in a couple weeks. But we can keep some of this production going from these guys. That looks really promising out there. Um, Again, no tight end usage, so F me on that. (laughs) But overall, like, again, defense showed up, gave up a few big plays. Um, This is really a game, like, watching it. You And I said this last week, like, Oklahoma State has good enough guys, but a lot of experience. Yeah. And that really showed up in this kind of game. Yeah, it did. And for me, you know, the defense is going to, has been consistently giving you these types of performances, right? They're doing everything they can. They're keeping you in games. They're giving you opportunities to go try to take over and win the game. Your offense just hasn't been able to do that consistently. For me, it's the inability to convert on some of these short yardage situations where you seems like you have the advantage uh, second and four, uh, you know, you should be able to convert on that, but you find yourself in a fourth and one. And then some of the play calling on these short yarded situations uh, kind of baffle me sometimes, you know, when it yeah. feels like it's the right opportunity totally. to run, you make a, you know, you throw it. And when it feels like the right opportunity to throw it, you run it. <laughs> and Slam it up and then everybody. So for me, you know, I, I thought Barron played really good. I, I thought several times that the play calling didn't necessarily put us in the right spot to to win. You know, getting those fourth downs and getting those third downs, um, it's it's about the play calling too. Like, and, I agree. And, and some of that play calling has been really spotty in those situations. So that's something that I'm looking for us to improve on. But, you know, overall, once again, you, you were in that game all the way up until the very end. Uh, that's what you 
wanted yeah. to see, especially when you have a guy making his first start. Uh, you're still in the first year of Joey McGuire. You have an offensive line that, you know, is just waiting, <laughs> is just trying as hard as they can to not break. And, yeah. they, and they broke in the second half and they were unable to get the ground game going. They were unable to protect Barron. Yeah. So that's where it got really tough. So Baron Morton, we found out what about less than an hour till kick like that Baron was getting a start. So, your thoughts on Baron's performance in his first career start here at Texas Tech? But on the whole substitution thing, we found out like an hour before. But Donovan was still good enough to dress and also play in a few plays. Yeah, I don't think he was so, hurt. I think Baron surpassed him. Maybe. I think, I think that's what it is. So I don't know. Or, or I, I also don't know because Baron was like hobbling and you're like, well, if Donovan yeah. is healthy, wouldn't we put him in there? Or are right. we just, I, I don't so know. I was about to go next. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Baron, Baron's first start. Yeah, he looked good. Um, we've seen very little flashes of him, spring game, a couple other instances, but not kind of full game uh, go at it. And I mean, the first thing you see from him, like he might be pretty young, but like he had – Really good timing and poise in the pocket, which yeah. we knock on Donovan for. Uh, I thought he did very well and looked good and had great timing. He knew when to get out and where to go, and he ran um, pretty well um, in that first half, obviously. But second half was hobbled, so couldn't really do that as much. Uh, the first thing you kind of notice about him is he's got the arm strength. Yeah. He, throw some cannons and lasers and fastballs. My knock on him, he kind of needs to take some of those off a little bit. <laughs> like he only goes one speed. It's real hard. And there's some of these short routes and short throws that he needs to maybe just simmer down with that, you know, maybe maybe throw a little change up in there um, on that. But, like, his I thought his accuracy was pretty good. Um he can definitely hit the like the out route and the sideline stuff. He even threw in some like sidearm Pat Mahomes type, yeah, uh, different arm angle type things, which is kind of yeah. nice. Um, honestly, me and Bryn noticed watching this, our receiver screens worked a little better because he can get the ball there faster. Yeah, yeah. Because of that arm strength and sp- slash speed, like he zings it in there and boom, they have the ball and can go. Rather than Donovan's kind of like catch, throw, man. Ningo, you know, inaccurate throw. <laughs> so the definite arm strength and speed is there. Maybe take a little off sometimes. Um, sometimes guys either weren't ready or can't get their hands up fast enough to catch it <laughs> um, on that stuff. I do think like second half and maybe this is part of the injury, you know, I thought he forced some throws into coverage. Also might be inexperienced, you know, um, not going through enough reads or whatever, but I thought he forced some trying to use that arm strength to just fastball it in there. Um, but overall, good things, especially if he's healthy, good things with enough mobility, good arm strength. Um, he could get the ball down the field with that arm strength too, which I don't think Donovan has as much of, which is why we probably don't take many shots with Donovan. But we can take more with a guy like Shuck or – Big Arm and Baron Morton. So I like that from him. I like the the abilities of Baron Morton just lined up uh, better than Donovan from the last couple weeks. 
Yeah, he gave the offense some much needed juice. It just yeah. kind of felt like you you've been too stale in the first half. And one of the big things we talked about last week was being able to go out and and, and get the offense going. And he comes out, he scores on the first drive. He, sure. he has the tools, he has the traits. He looks like a great quarterback. He's making yeah. some throws on the run that were pretty impressive. He had that yeah. one that he hit Jaron Bradley on on the, that he was running and had to place it in the right spot. Jaron makes a great catch. So he has the tools, like you said, the, the screen passes worked a lot better because he's able to get the ball out and accurately to the receivers or they can catch it and make a play. So I was really impressed with him for that being his first start on the road. Now, like you said, with some of that and in the second half was that injury, was that Oklahoma State kind of figuring out. You have to think that they probably game planned for Donovan. Um, yeah, and, and it's hard to game plan for Baron because you haven't really seen enough of him to know what it's going to be like. So uh, maybe they made some adjustments in the second half that that helped slow him down. But uh, I, I would say a lot of that is probably the ankle. But yeah. for me, I mean, a great start. Like you can clearly see <laughs> the future is bright with this kid, um, and, and excited to see him hopefully staying in a Red Raider jersey. I think back to like the play calling we both mentioned. You know, you're not with Barron instead of Donovan. You're not calling that running or quarterback lead draw every fifth play. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which obviously, yeah. when we did sub in Donovan this game, they knew what play we were going to run. Yeah, it was a terrible play. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that. It was it was a dumb play. But you know, yeah, he opens up the offense more because he can make some of the throws that Donovan yes. hasn't really been able to make. He can help you stretch the field a little bit more. You're able to take some more shots because he can hit those guys yeah. more accurately. Like, I'm not trying to take shots at Donovan here, but that was no. definitely one of the things he struggled at was he was inaccurate when he had to push the ball down the field. So it kind of limited where he could throw the ball. And Baron, it really opens it up because, like you said, he's got that arm strength. He can really zip it in there find yeah. a wide open receiver hit Duran Bradley on that touchdown. Like that was a tough pass. He put it right on the money to where it had to be for Duran yeah. to make the catch. So a uh, really pre impressive performance from him, especially in that first half. So um, any other thoughts on the offense and, and how they performed on Saturday? I know we talked a lot of already kind of going through on our recaps and everything. A couple things to point out the offensive line. Uh, you had four sacks in Oklahoma state, tallied 14 tackles for loss so uh, a couple uh, big numbers there that you don't like to see but anything you want to point out on the offense I, I'm not worried about that sack number and I thought yeah second half Baron was a little more limited <clears throat> I don't know about tackles for loss I need to maybe rewatch to find that problem but it didn't feel as bad as it has in the past couple of games you know yeah. a so couple of them I were like marginally improved yeah a couple of those sacks i think were barren unable to escape the pocket yes. and getting kind of tripped up behind the line so it wasn't yep. like there was a big sack there in the first half but then i think that's the one where he ends up um hitting trey cleveland on a big pass or something like that so uh yeah it, it didn't feel as like drive killers uh on those sacks Oh yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it felt better. I thought so. I'm I'm okay with their improvement. And maybe the play calling helping it. Yeah, I agree. Any other parts of the offense you're wanting to touch on here? Great first quarter and first half. We need more of that. Yeah, and then a good 
third and fourth quarter to good second half. Can we get a full first and second half of offense where where we'd be pretty tough to beat? Uh, The defensive side of the ball uh, gave up the most points of the season so far, but to a team that had been averaging about 46, 47 points per game. Uh, uh, Oklahoma State's offensive stats for the day, Spencer Sanders, 22 of 45. Uh, for 297 yards and a touchdown. He also had 56 on the ground and two touchdowns. Their running back Richardson had 67 yards and a touchdown, and their leading receiver Bryson Green had 115 yards and a touchdown. So uh, a lot of, like we said, they're kind of that bend-don't-break defense. Uh, they got got a lot of stops. They got a lot – forced a lot of punts, held Oklahoma State to several field goals. Um, did give up, you know, those touchdowns, but what was your thought on their performance from this game? Biggest thing on defense, Krishan Merritt had 17 tackles. I missed his double digit tackle game by a week. (laughs) 17. Yeah. That's a massive number. Great game from him. Again, I thought the defense held up pretty well. We did let, oh, Bryson Green loose a couple times, but again, like if you look, We've had a few games of this, like, just at the stats, like, we should – we're outproducing the other team stat-wise. Yeah. So, that means our offense is doing a little better than them. Our defense is doing their job pretty much. Um, it's really just, like, we gave them a couple short fields with onside kick, turnover, that stuff. And then, like, our three and outs leading to punts, like – that's basically a short field there. You know, we got to get at least a first down yeah. to try to flip the field a little bit. Like, even if these aren't going to produce points, we can't just keep going three and out and put McNamara out there hoping he saves us. Yeah, I think it's been a lot of, like, kind of, I, I don't want to blame the offense, but they just keep kind of putting you in tough situations <laughs> on defense over and over again. It's like, hey, we've we've gotten the stops that we've needed. Um, we just can never cash in. Uh, you know, you had that opportunity uh, when you're, you know, up tw- uh, 31 to uh, 23 and you have the ability to go up two scores and you, you just can't do it. So your offense kind of hurts you in some of those situations, but your defense is doing exactly what you've expected of them. I think a frustrating part for me has been the inability to create turnovers. And yeah. it's just something that's kind of, kind of been a problem and we have to take three but we haven't really gotten close to getting those three turnovers yet so far (laughs) and spencer like man there was some passes that he like i said last week he's gonna throw you some you gotta capitalize on the ones that he throws you uh and unfortunately like we weren't able to take advantage of those you know there were close calls where you're gonna have to make a great play on it um but there was definitely interceptable balls there was definitely uh, ones that are right there. Uh, if they were just in the air a little bit longer, we'd have picked them. But uh, the turnovers, if you got to be able to kind of force flip the field position because uh, right now you're just forcing them to punts. And like you said, they're punting it, putting us inside the re- uh, you know the 20 on that side of the field, and you're not able to, to push the ball, giving them the advantage on offense. So any other defensive things you wanted to shout out here? No, I still think they're playing pretty dang good. Yeah, so I don't. I'm, yeah, I don't. I'm still first half of the season very happy with how the defense has played and is still playing. So they need to keep it up, man. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Take some chances, get some turnovers because we're already giving up some big plays here and there. So yeah. I don't know. 
yeah, and hopefully, like, you've played five straight ranked teams. All of them have pretty yeah. solid offenses. So maybe it's just a testament to the, the teams sure. that you're playing. And, and maybe once you're playing not as tough a competition – you know, still some good teams, obviously, along the way, but Dude, yeah. maybe, those turnover, <laughs> maybe those turnover numbers start to creep up a little bit here in the second half of the season. Um, but so far, I mean, when we talked about this before the season, one of our best case scenarios was three and three. And you're right there at three and three as you head into the second half, yeah, as you head into we'll the bye. So, you know, keep your head up, tech fans. Like, like this right. is this is a great start to the Joey McGuire era. You're competing. You haven't been blown out once. You beat Texas. There's a lot of I things mean, to be proud of. Uh, while so we're far. on that, hold on. Yeah. I mean, Texas right now looks like one of the best teams in the country yeah. with viewers back, to be honest. And luckily you got them without them, so you got to win there. They might be in the Big 12 championship. Kansas State might be there. And Oklahoma State might be there. Like, yeah. Probably the top three teams right now that looking at it. I don't think TCU is going to withstand what they're doing. Kansas is going to fall off. Oklahoma looks terrible. So, like – you might have played the top three teams in already, so yeah, and you went one. You're two. looking and you played all of them pretty well, I thought. So I think you're looking pretty good looking up. Yeah, you had opportunities, and you know you beat Texas, and you had opportunities in Kansas State and Oklahoma State to, you know, kind of win those games. You just uh, you're still learning. You're still a young team. Yeah. You still got a you know new coaching staff. You're learning how to win, and so uh, this can only make you better. Uh, revisiting our predictions for this game, our score predictions. Dustin had a Texas Tech 34-31 victory. Um, I had Oklahoma State winning 38-27, so I was decent. You know, I was close on that one. I had 31 um, in there. Off. Yeah, you had the 31. <laughs> you know, you had the 31, just on the wrong side. Yep. Um, <laughs> offensive, Dustin, had, again, went with a tight end usage. Oh, I, and I'm again, done with him. Uh, if he predicts tight end usage, Zach Kitley says no. Fuck you, Dustin. Uh, tight ends only had three maybe catches that's it. for eight Reverse yards. Jinx. Maybe, maybe just don't talk about the tight ends. Maybe that's nope. that's what we do. We don't talk about tight ends nope. here. Um, I had the first quarter touched the first first quarter touchdown on the road of the season, and Texas Tech was able to do that. So got that prediction right. They actually scored twice in the first quarter. So loved to see that. That was one of the big improvements in this game. Uh, defensively, Dustin had us getting five sacks. Our defense had three um, and six tackles for losses, I think. So uh, pretty close on that prediction. I had us holding Oklahoma State to under 40, and uh, Oklahoma State scored 41. So I was pretty close on most of my predictions in this game. But no victory for the Red Raiders means no club red, but we do want to give an opportunity to shout out any players that you thought had a a solid performance on Saturday. I know we've talked about a lot of players. Is there anybody that we yeah. didn't shout out that you want to uh, shout out here? No, nothing we missed. But, yeah, like, if I had to give offensive and defensive, like Sir Roderick with a great run game and Krishan with 17 tackles. I want to point out Rashad Williams because when I was watching that second half, boy, was he making a lot of plays. He had five pass breakups for the game. Um, he's just really been locked down on that side of the field. Like they tried to test him several times. He was always there to make a play. Um, so he's been really one of your bright spots. You're not saying his name yeah. a whole lot. And that's, that's a good thing when you're a corner. Um, and yeah. I, I really was noticing his play several times, uh, making a great pass breakup. So I wanted to shout him out. Cause I, um, 
definitely saw what he was doing over there. Great performance from him, um, especially when they were having to attack the other side of the field because he was he was so locked down. So I wanted to shout him out. Um, but that will do it for our Texas Tech Oklahoma State recap. Dustin, you have any final thoughts on that? No. Nope. Ready right, to well, head into the bye week. Ready to head into the bye week. Uh, going to enjoy that. Hopefully, our quarterbacks can rest up, get healthy. Uh, hopefully, some of our receivers, or whoever is you know a little banged up, can take these two weeks here to to get healed uh, and be ready for West Virginia when they come to town. Uh, you know, next weekend. Uh, so with that, we have ourselves a club red conversation. We're going to talk. It's been a minute since we've been to the club to discuss something, but Dustin sent out a tweet. Uh, so we're <laughs> going to discuss it here at club red conversation. Well, if you're not following us on Twitter, you might've missed the tweet, but Dustin tweeted out from our account over the weekend, our quarterback rankings, uh, when healthy. So Dustin, I'm going to give you the floor here. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, was, I'll respond. Yeah. The quarterback rankings for tech. is obviously a big topic right now with Baron Morton getting his first start and everybody thinking he's the next prodigal son of Texas tech football and the next Pat Mahomes. There was a lot of that being thrown around Twitterverse over the weekend. Um, so I just wanted to, while we're on a bye week, don't have to worry about another team right now. Kind of hash, not really hash that out, just discuss that. And I mean, it's a big discussion. We have three talented quarterbacks that have played quite a bit over the last two seasons for us. Um, and so now going into the bye week and this coming out of, towards West Virginia, that was Chuck's projected comeback time. So allegedly you should have three healthy quarterbacks going into next week. So it's who, who do you give the starting nod to? What do you rank them at depth chart wise rather than just putting or beside everybody, which is probably right. what's going to happen. Um, I put out there that number one was Shuck. Number two was uh, Baron Morton and number three was Donovan. Um, I think personally like, that game this week, what you saw from Barron with the healthy foot and ankle, I think he definitely took over Donovan's job. Yes. Maybe that happened in practice beforehand, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, but just game-wise, uh, which is where everything actually matters, I think he took over the job in that first half. And, I agree. Which is great. Cool. Which is a good thing. Like I said, I think it opened the offense up more. He's mobile enough to still get some rushing yards and RPO stuff, and you don't have to designate run plays for him like we do for Donovan sometimes. Um, and he can make some passes that Donovan can't, arm strength-wise. Now, Donovan has an extra year on him, a little more experience, but I didn't see that as a factor on no. Saturday yeah. at a hostile environment. So throw that out the window, I guess. Um, I still put Shuck at one because I still think his experience and in this offense – gives us more um, more upside. Uh, and I get we'll get, well we'll get into the other people on Twitter in a minute. Um, but that's that's just my thoughts of where we're at. I still want to see Shuck have a full game or multiple full games. Yeah. I pray <laughs> that he can be in this Kelly offense and under it. I mean he only got one quarter against Murray State. He only got partial four games last year 
So like, we're still waiting to see what he can do. And obviously like, if he can win the job two years in a row, pretty much like he's got to be the guy on the field and in the locker room, practice field in the locker room and film room. Um, so I, that's how I see it. What do you think? Yeah. I think some people see that and think like our word is gospel or something like that. Like it's just an opinion. You can agree with it. You don't have to agree with it, whatever. I think, I think the rankings are right from a coaching standpoint. I think West Virginia, if all three quarterbacks are healthy, I think Shuck gets the nod. Now I think Don Williams tweeted today that we're still not certain if Shuck's going to be back for the West Virginia game. Um, And so that still seems to be up in the air, but I I think if all three are healthy, I think that's what it is. I think you go Shuck and then Morton and then Smith. Now, personally, I think I think Morton is the more talented quarterback. I think he's shown that um, availability is a big factor in all this. Oh, availability Shuck is the best ability. Shuck just hasn't been available. We haven't been able to see it. I've seen Morton. So I see those people that see those tweets, and I'm like, yeah, I agree. I saw him play the number seventeen ranked team on the road sure. and yeah. look the part. And so, personally – like, I really like what I saw from him. Do I think yeah. this is the year for him? I don't know, because I don't know if our offensive line can protect him. And if he's the future, do I want our future getting destroyed this season? Or do I want him to get some experience, um, but get an offensive line that can protect him better? It's tough, because I, I want to see Shuck get his shot, right? Like, we've yeah. had him here two years, haven't really got to see it. But right. if for me, it all comes down to if he can play West Virginia. If he can't play West Virginia, I think you go Morton from here on out. Okay. I like that thought process and how you broke that that into it. Um, yeah, so the people on Twitter that, that I just didn't agree with were just the people that were downplaying Shuck and just already anointing Baron Morton as the next correct yeah. thing after one good half. You know, I'm going to throw out the second half because he was injured and forced some stuff, but one good half, which I really liked. Yeah. I'm not ready to anoint him and I give him the reins completely. Yeah. Recency bias. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Yes. Recency bias is totally there by everybody. Um, Now, again, if before I forget this thought, let me go there. Donovan Smith has given us the biggest sample size of what he can do between these three quarterbacks. Yes between last year and this year so far. It's pretty much had almost a whole year put together. And comparatively to these other two guys, I don't see as much upside right now from him. Right. As the I arms, do with The Baron. arm strength, the accuracy, there, those are things that he just clearly yeah, I mean, isn't as good at. I know at. he's held up, but you're still trying to run him down people's throats. and yeah. just don't always love that with the quarterback, you know, I mean, they talk about an NFL quite a bit of these running mobile physical quarterbacks, not a great thing, you know? Um, so there's that. And that's why I have him third, which good third option to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Like we said that at the beginning of the year before the season about these three quarterbacks, that hasn't changed at all. Like all these three guys can go and win you a football yeah. game. We said that at the beginning of the season, that's still the case. <laughs> But yeah, just I, I still want to see 
Shuck get his his chance and and have the reins to it. Um, I think game experience, especially in conference, matters a lot, and he has that playing yeah. at Oregon and playing last year against like Texas and Houston, a couple other cupcakes, but he's played with some other big games. Um, I think that matters and maybe can make adjustments better that way with his experience and gamesmanship there, which maybe Donovan or not Baron doesn't quite have or have the access to from the coaching staff, you know? Yeah, it's, it's all tough. Uh, Cause you just haven't seen, you just haven't seen it him stay healthy and so it really is yeah it's a good problem to have three different guys here comfortable with going and winning um you know and i feel bad that shuck hasn't had his opportunity but for me it's pretty cut and dry like if he can start west virginia if him and morton are healthy for west virginia who the coaches decide to go with there is you know if they decide to go with shuck shucks the guy if they decide yeah. to go with Morton, Morton's the guy, and I'm going to be behind who, whatever guy that they decide there. But I think this is Shuck's opportunity. If he's not back for West Virginia, Barron plays West Virginia, you yeah. win that game. I don't know how you turn back to Shuck at that point. Now, I, if, yeah. if if Morton struggles in West Virginia, um, then I, you know, obviously there's that opportunity. Totally but if, the door back up. Yeah, but if Morton comes out and has a full game of just like, wow, that was awesome, like no looking sure. back at that point. I also think now that we've seen Morton in game action rather than just spring game, mm-hmm. uh, I think him and Shuck have the same playbook. Whereas yeah. Donovan, we know does not have the same playbook as these two guys. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. And yeah, I like I mean, their playbook better than Donovan's playbook. <laughs> yeah. It stretches the field a little bit more uh, and you trust the pass when it's going a little further downfield. Yep. Um, but it's tough because you throw that ranking out three weeks ago and it's no doubt Donovan number one and, and it's no doubt probably shuck two more than three, but Texas tech fans, a lot like sports fans, it's what have you done for me lately? And, and so I, there was a lot of, he's the next Pat Mahomes and anointing. And I was like, pump the brakes, people calm down. For people who love Mahomes so much, like it's so weird that we're so ready to, you know, crown the next Mahomes. Like, bro, Mahomes is one of one. <laughs> like, stop Trop, trying to compare. I get like you always are going to try to compare to that last great thing that you've seen. But Mahomes yeah. is there's nobody like Mahomes. So quit trying to compare everything that kind of looks like it to Mahomes because it's not. You're not going to get another Mahomes. It's kind of no. like Louisville's not going to get another Lamar Jackson. No one is. They're very one-of-one type people. Like Kansas State's not trying to get the next Colin Klein up there and win a yeah. Heisman in 11 games. Like you got these quarterbacks that are one-of-one, you know, rare breed types that can make crazy flick of the wrist throws to Jonathan Giles, and you, you don't have that right now, and that's okay. Yeah. We just have three really good dudes. He can show some attributes kind of like it. He can make some yeah. throws that you're like, oh, it kind of reminds But that's not – he's not Patrick Mahomes. So let's putting stop. up 800 yards against Oklahoma. <laughs> let's stop with that. A school that supports that guy so much, and yet every single time somebody's like, oh, that that's Mahomes-esque right there. It's like, ah. all right, let's chill on that. Um, yeah, any good, good club red controversy there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I get a lot of the people who want more, and I, I get a lot of the sides of it. Uh, I get the people frustrated with Shuck and seeing Shuck's name there. Um, 
but for me, it's where I think the coaching staff goes if all yep. of them are healthy right now. And right now, I think that's shut. Now, maybe come West Virginia, we find out that it's Morton. And at that time, we can adjust those rankings. But um, luckily for all the people who don't agree with us, you know, hey, we're not the coaches. <laughs> we don't make these decisions. We're just throwing out a thought process. And it's okay to have a difference of opinion. You don't have to go into asshole mold just because somebody uh, <laughs> doesn't agree with your opinion or thinks differently than you. Uh, any other things you wanted to touch on on that? No, man. All right. Well, let's get on to recap our shot bets and make our picks for this week. Well, last week in our shot bets, me and Dustin split. I won the Texas Tech Oklahoma State shot bet. Unfortunately, Oklahoma State was a nine and a half point favorite. I took them. They win by 10. Very close. But Dustin won the Bengals versus Ravens Sunday night football shot bet. The Ravens were a three-point favorite, and they only won by two on a last-second Justin Tucker field goal. So uh, both very close shot bets that were won uh, very, very closely. So we split on those. We each owe a shot for that. Uh, On to this week. There is no Texas Tech football game, so we'll go with the Big 12 game of the week for our college football shot bet, which features Oklahoma State versus TCU, uh, which at the beginning of the year, you might have not thought this would be a big matchup, but right now it's two of the top teams TCU's in the conference, rolling, two top 15 teams. Uh, so Dustin, TCU finds themselves as a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Cowboys. Who you taking? Yeah, I mean, TCU's rolling. They just put up a good game against Kansas last week, which sounds funny to say, but Oklahoma State, you know, just like I said, they're experiencing being here and being underdogs Yeah, on the road. Uh, I think I'm going to take Oklahoma State here and in the Spencer Sanders train. Yeah, the, the Oklahoma State defense does worry me a little bit because Dugan's such a good runner of the ball. A TCU can beat you in several different ways with this offense. Um, but if TC wins, I think it's going to be by a field goal. I don't like that three and a half. I think it's going to be yeah. a pretty close game. Uh, I'm going to side with you and go with Oklahoma State. If TC wins, I think it's by a field goal. If Oklahoma State w- wins, then good for us. Um, on to our NFL shot bet. Sunday night football is a big one uh, this week. The Dallas Cowboys, Cooper Rush, killing it right now. The Cowboys defense is Cooper Cup so bad. Yeah, I do, I do. But Cooper Rush is killing it. Um, he's been the most dominant <laughs> backup well, quarterback that we've seen that. Uh, in a minute backup quarterback he's made himself a lot of money i heard on the levitard show this week they're like if you're cooper rush rush wouldn't you want to like quit playing now because you just made yourself millions as a backup quarterback that's what the pardon my take guys say like every year there's a good Maybe. backup quarterback they're like quit now after one or two games like huntley from the ravens they're like quit right. now and in the off season or whenever you're a free agent you can cash in and get that get that starting job money or whatever and so I think Cooper Rush kind of knows that he's not a future starting quarterback, so he's just yep. trying to secure a backup job forever. 
Yeah, and good for him because he's pretty much him. done that. He's it's done a good that. Job. Hey, get that money, man. There's a lot of money in the Chase Daniels route. It's not bad. Right. Chase Daniels. Um, well, the Cowboys face the Eagles on Sunday night. Uh, the, the NFC beast all of a sudden with beast, uh, two four and one teams and undefeated Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are a five point favorite at home against the Cowboys. Dustin, which way are you going on this shot bet? Cowboys defense has been pretty damn good this year. It's really good. One of the best in the NFL. And I think that helps them against the Eagles here and Jalen Hurts. And that five points, I mean, I heard a lot of people saying today that's probably not enough for the Eagles, but I'm still going to lean Cowboys here with the points. I'm taking both underdogs this week. Yeah, I feel like five is a lot. I feel like five is a lot because – you know, the Cardinals don't have a good defense. They were able to slow down that Eagles offense. Yeah. Um, they have some athletes on that defensive line, the Cowboys do. And Michael, Michael Parsons, Parsons is, is looking like the best player in the NFL or best defensive player yeah, in the NFL. He, he can just wreck a whole offensive line by himself. It's pretty incredible to watch. I think I think it's gonna be a pretty close game. Um, will Cooper Rush be able to make enough plays for the Cowboys to win it? I'm not sure, but I think it's gonna be enough to be close. Uh, maybe they can cause some turnovers and get some field goals, but yeah, I'm gonna go Cowboys on this as well. Nice. I think, I think if it's a close game, I think, I think that's where it's gonna end is like a field goal or something at the end of the game to win it. Yep. So our bets for this week, me Ooh. and Dustin both going. We're going double Cowboys, Oklahoma State Cowboys, yeah. Dallas Cowboys uh, this week. Uh, so. Pay attention to our Twitter where we release our shot bet uh, polls for y'all to join in on. We'll try to be better about getting our NFL ones out. We're always busy on Saturdays, so uh, trying to remember to get that shot bet out has failed us. So before we get out of here, Dustin, what is your final shot for this week? Just quick Big 12 football news came out on Monday or Tuesday, I guess. Kansas's quarterback, Jalen Daniels. It's out for the rest of the season with a it says grade three separation of his right shoulder. Did his arm fall off? Is that okay. what that says? Like, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, you, but it doesn't sound good. That sounds like it fell off. So, but that sucks for him and Kansas because they were undefeated going into last week, had game day there and big expectations. He was a hell of a player and they're kind of whispering Heisman candidate already. So, that stinks for him. Good for Texas Tech, though, because they are yeah. on the future schedule, second-half schedule. So, Yeah, he was definitely a quarterback that kind of scared you. Like, Kansas isn't a yeah. team that scares you, but he was the type of quarterback that you're like, ah, he can mess around and make some plays that help them win a game. Uh, mine, I'm going to go out of of uh, Texas Tech sports world and into what took over the NBA Twitter this past weekend <laughs> Draymond Green the news came out last week that Draymond Green uh, had punched Jordan Poole and everybody was like okay yeah I mean that makes sense Draymond Green's a fiery dude what kind of punch was it was it just like a, one of those little fake NBA fight punches where he you know hit him a little bit well TMZ got the video somehow uh, uh, somebody in the Warriors staff is losing their job as the video was leaked and Draymond Green put his whole body into it and absolutely destroyed Jordan Poole with a like a full body send punch. Yeah, uh, went limp. Pretty crazy video. Uh, kind of 
took everybody, caught everybody off guard, uh, especially with the ferocity of the punt. So, Dustin, I wanted to get your thoughts. What are your thoughts on the Draymond Green punch that sent Twitter crazy on Friday? Yeah. So, like, you kind of expect this from a guy like Draymond, but I thought the punch was kind of a cheap shot. I know they were face-to-face and mouthing back and forth, but, like, they got literally chest-to-chest, face-to-face, and then Draymond just rails back and hits them. Like, they say, like, we've heard, like, Richard Jefferson and a bunch of other guys come out and say, like, dude, there's fights in practice all the time, which I totally believe between, you know, 20 to 30 year old grown men that, you know, are used to mouthing and trash talking. And it's a very physical game to be honest. And, but to, they don't usually start like that. It's usually some pushing and then some hitting. And this was just chest to chest and then waylay him. I didn't like the, I don't know what to call it. Like it seemed like a cheap shot kind of, of a hit. Um, I don't think there needs to be any like repercussions from it. I think that's an internal issue like every other practice fight that teams have, and they'll figure it out. They were like, yeah, Dream One's taking a couple of days away. Well, the day after it happened, they have the day off anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, who cares? Uh, a punch of that, I mean, yeah, I think Poole shoved him but wasn't expecting the fight, and Draymond just kind of went The shove happened him. first, and then they kind of drifted to the wall and got close. Yeah, I think he shoved him and then was like, I'm going to go away. And Draymond was like, nah, son, I'm, you don't push me, Draymond. I think, I think the Warriors got to do something. Like, this is obviously something that's a pretty bad punch. I think there's punches on teams, but I don't think there's anything like this for Oscar. I think he's going to be suspended for a while. Um, I don't know how you reconcile this relationship, though. I think if you're Jordan Poole, I'm, I'm pissed. Like I'm a better player than Draymond is right now. Um, I hate Jordan Poole, but I like right now he contributes, I think more to the team. Like Draymond's offense is terrible. Yeah. He provides that defense, but he's declining while Jordan Poole is, you know, growing in his game yeah. and getting better and better. Jordan Poole's going to be looking to get paid soon. I heard a great conspiracy theory. Yeah. On does Draymond Green see the writing on the wall that he's going to be gone soon because they're going to have to pay Wiggins and Jordan Poole. And so is he trying to force his way out to Lakerland? <laughs> I mean, does he want to get out of there now and go to Lakerland? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, who, who I like that the theory, video? but I don't think the... Who released <laughs> the video? Was it Draymond's team that was like, hey, let's this will this will help expedite the process if we get this video out here? Okay. <laughs> hey, let's go off that tangent real quick. This is the longest final shot we've ever done. <laughs> um, did you see whoever sold that video? It was for between fifty dollars and $100,000. Yeah. So if you are that staffer... Do you sell that video for, let's go in the middle, $75,000 to TMZ? I have to know what my salary is because my salary <laughs> is pretty good. I don't know if one seventy-five dollars I don't know that. I don't know that for sure. I don't know what those guys or whatever some people make. Yeah, I, I don't know. Video I don't guys. Know. If my salary is less than the money I'm going to make video on that, guy, yeah. you know, that has access to, the, obviously, the practice film. I mean, obviously, it was worth it for him to do it. So, I put myself in that situation. Uh, grab my, you know, maybe later on confess. Grab my, you know, 
fame, go on all the podcasts, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you better make more money after this, yeah. I would say, because you just destroyed your NBA career. Yeah, nobody's going to Probably win. any chance of going to a college team to do the same thing. Yeah, maybe TMZ will hire you. Who knows? <laughs> True that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about that because when we would do this show and we'd cover all sports, that would be probably the first thing on our list of things to talk about, uh, especially in the NBA. So wanted to talk about that, kind of rehash some old things that we used to Okay, <laughs> got it um, for you. Estimated base salary for a video coordinator, $60,000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do yeah. it? Make that money, yeah, for sure. Yep. You doubled your salary. Or double, sure. you at least got this year's salary done. But I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get that hundred thousand. That's what I'm trying to get. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get close to the uh, hundred thousand. Yep. <laughs> Make it worth it, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess good for that guy. Uh, how much ever he got, guy or girl, yeah. whoever did it. Shout yep. out to you. Um, definitely was interesting to see. Uh, but you got anything else for us this week? No ready to rest up for on the bye week and hammer West Virginia next week. So yeah. enjoy not having to stress on Saturday. Everybody watch your, you know, watch color college football, watch the NFL, knowing that tech's resting up. Hopefully our quarterbacks are getting healthy. Um, and, and next week we will be back to preview the West Virginia game. Just one episode for us this week, one episode next week. We'll get back to the two for episodes after the West Virginia game. Um, But in order to catch those episodes, you got to be following us on Apple and Spotify, giving us those five-star ratings, five stars for the tailgate. And as always, if you listen to us on Apple, leave us a review. Also follow our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, Instagram, but do most of our posting on Twitter, which is at tailgate underscore talks. Follow our YouTube channel to catch little clips from each week's episodes. We'll be posting the uh, quarterback conversation that we had uh, for you guys this week, so y'all can check that out. Thanks for hanging out with us and recapping the Oklahoma State game. And as always, we will catch y'all at the next tailgate. Peace.